this time Lawrence Gregory will bring us our sermon, Blaspheme. Good afternoon. A while back, I was asked by someone to prepare a sermon on blaspheme. So that's the subject for today's message. And um, I have a couple of uh, references that I want to go to at the beginning. But uh, first, I'd like to mention that uh, if you've done any uh, study on this subject, you know there are 59 references in the Bible to blaspheme and some of its various forms, like a blasphemer, blasphemist, uh, blasphemous, uh, blasphemeth, blasphemist, blasphemies, blaspheming. There are 11 times different forms of this word occur. So I'm not going to uh, address all of those 59 times because some of them are uh, duplicates and repeated in other uh, scripture references. But uh, we're going to start off today with uh, what Jesus said in Matthew, the 12th chapter, verse 31. And I might mention that uh, the... Uh, Camera projection on the back wall, as was mentioned by the song leader or the first message, is not working today. So uh, uh, if I, uh, okay, we have it back here on this wall. So I'll just trust uh, to read in my scriptures, King James Bible, and trust that you'll be able to read it uh, on the wall here behind me today. Now, the first reference here uh, in the New Testament was... Um, at a time in Jesus' life when he was doing miracles and healings of different things, and he was getting a lot of opposition and persecution from some of the other religious leaders. And they were accusing him of doing this work in the name of Satan or by Satan's power. And so just breaking in here, verse 31 of, uh, Revelation, of Matthew 12, verse 31. Uh, Wherefore, I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit shall not be forgiven unto man. And whosoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, nor or neither in the world to come. So there are several things that we want to see here from um, this verse. Uh, and I've got a list of five. There, there might be more. One is that uh, forgiveness is available for some sins. Some now and some in the future. Some sins can be forgiven now or in the future. And we know that future reference is to the second resurrection or when... Uh, some of those folks uh, who are living now will come up and be given an opportunity for salvation. So uh, there, there are some sins that can be forgiven now and some that can be forgiven then. 
Now, we have, uh, and we've always said this, uh, because uh, repentance by God has to be granted and a person has to experience sorrow and repentance to be forgiven of those sins, that if a person uh, doesn't have any repentance or sorrow or doesn't think that they've uh, uh, committed the unpardonable sin, uh, how does that person stand in their relationship with God? But a person that uh, thinks maybe they have... Uh, uh, blasphemed or cursed God in the past and they've repented of that, they can have confidence of knowing that those sins can be forgiven. Now, if a person speaks against Jesus, and now this is, and this is something that's a little difficult here to understand, but if a person is speaking or cursing against God or the Holy Spirit or Jesus Christ as uh, the work they're doing, the deeds they're doing, the things they've said, if they're doing it against God, that's blaspheming. But if a person just speaks against Jesus, well, I don't know him, or they uh, take his name in vain, or not a really understanding, and they're sorry for it later when it's revealed to them, and they repent, and they're forgiven, uh, it can be forgiven if somebody talks against Jesus. But if they uh, rebel or talk against the Holy Spirit, or God, or Jesus, as the work or the deeds that they're doing, and with full recognition, there's no forgiveness. Also, if it's instigated by Satan, it can or cannot have forgiveness. Now, uh, Satan tempts us, and we are told in the Lord's Prayer, the pattern that we have, to be delivered from the evil one daily. And uh, Satan is going about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may, desire, whom he may devour, and is trying to confuse and to try to lead astray. And so a person can repent of that and ask and can be forgiven if Satan has influenced them. But there's also a time when knowingly that that person has yielded themselves to fully reject and to follow Satan and to uh, uh, blaspheme against God's spirit without a repentance, without uh, uh, any sorrow for that. Now, uh, there is a, a fifth uh, one, and that is the uh, person who, knowing all of this, just inadvertently uh, sins and, and makes a mistake and maybe cusses or maybe in their lifetime they rejected God. But when they come to knowledge of understanding of God, then they repent and they change and they can be forgiven. Now, this was what Paul was, and, and we want to look at this scripture there in 1 Timothy, 1st chapter, verse 13. 1 Timothy, 1, 13. I'll begin in verse 12, read verse 12 and 13. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And so Paul blasphemed, he said he was a blasphemer, but he did it ignorantly in unbelief. So 
he, when it came to his knowledge about God, the truth about Jesus Christ, about the Holy Spirit, and who he was and God's calling, then he repented of that and he changed and he was forgiven in this life and did a great work uh, for God. And we thank God that uh, the Apostle Paul was able to uh, write many of the, uh, what we call books or letters of the New Testament and to help all of us be better Christians as we follow his righteous example. Now, uh, I want to say this, uh, it's a little change of pace and it has nothing to do with blasphemy, but because of names, and I want to mention this, we know that Steve Andrews and Miriam, they have nine kids, six boys and three girls. Some of them are here today and some of them not. And uh, last week, I was standing in the entryway there and Brian was coming up and I just asked Brian, uh, Brian, do you know all of the Andrews since he grew up with them as kids? And uh, if I say boys and girls, uh, they're men and women now, please understand. Time has changed like Doyle said, we're getting older. And we got to remember that they're not boys and girls anymore, they're young men and young women. And so I asked Brian, I said, uh, Brian, do you know all of the Andrews? He said, yeah, I can, I know their names, uh, but uh, some of them look alike, <laughs> but uh, I know their names. And he said, there's James, was on the next to the last row talking to John, or no, talking to Joe, because uh, uh, John is not here. And so I came up, and uh, James and uh, Joe were there, and we were talking, and and I said, uh, you know, uh, uh, we used to call, or I used to call uh, Joe, Joey, years ago when he was little, when he was a young kid, Joey. But now he's Joe, and uh, some of us remember that. And we were talking about the ones that were absent, David, uh, Matthew, uh, John, uh, Michael, and uh, then the girls that were Evelyn and uh, Amanda and Margaret, and some of them are here today and some not. And uh, so we were talking to Joe and James, I was, and I mentioned, yeah, um, about calling Joe Joy when he was uh, a little boy. And James said, yeah, that's uh, Josephina. And... <laughs> He got up and left right away. And I was saying, oh, well, Joseph, Joe, <laughs> that fit in real good with today's society. You could go in any bathroom you wanted. And uh, <laughs> he was, yeah, that old James Athena, he's the one that started it. Or, or something like that. You'll have to ask him what he said exactly because James Athena was gone. And, or James was gone. So uh, that was a little humorous um, situation there. Now, it has nothing to do with uh, uh, blasphemy or, or not, but because it was names and because it was funny, I thought you might enjoy a little laugh today. That's my one plug for laughter today. The rest of it might be a little more serious. Okay, now uh, my second uh, part here is uh, I'm going to go to the first scripture and then some of the last ones in the Bible. And the first scripture starts out in um, Leviticus. 
So if we'll go to Leviticus 24, then we'll cover a few verses in between and then conclude. But uh, Leviticus, uh, the 24th chapter, and uh, verse um, 10 through 16. This is a paragraph here. And the son of an Israelitish woman, whose father was an Egyptian, went out among the children of Israel. And this son of the Israelitish woman and a man of Israel strove together in the camp. They got into a fight. I don't know what it was about. It doesn't say here. Uh, but the Israelitish woman's son blasphemed the name of the Lord and cursed. And they brought him unto Moses, and his mother's name was uh, Shelemith, the daughter of Dibri, of the tribe of Dan. And they put him in ward, that is, put him in jail, that the mind of the Lord might be showed them. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Bring forth him that has cursed without the camp, and let all that heard him lay their hands upon his head, and let all the congregation stone him. And you shall speak unto the children of Israel, saying, Whosoever curses his God shall bear his sin. And he that blasphemeth the name of the Lord, he shall be put to death. And all the congregation shall certainly stone him, as well as the stranger, as he that is born in the land. When he blasphemeth the name of the Lord, shall be put to death. And uh, he goes on with some more of the uh, teachings of the law of God. This is pretty serious, isn't it? A person that blasphemes, knowingly, curses, and uh, rejects the name of God and his way and his word, and knowingly, deliberately blasphemes, that's a dangerous thing. They can be stoned to death under the Old Testament. Now, we know that uh, in the New Testament, uh, there's a little kinder and a little softer application of the law of God, and we're not necessarily under the death penalty for all of those sins. But Jesus said, we've got to take this serious, because if we blaspheme the Holy Spirit, we don't have forgiveness in this life or in the life to come. Now, we can talk against God, we can talk against Jesus, and uh, say some things that can be forgiven if we repent. But we've got to be very careful. Now, let's go to um, Revelation, the second chapter. And uh, we want to look at uh, Revelation, the second chapter, verse 9. Kind of miss having that uh, projector on the back wall because sometimes we can read off of it, uh, off of the wall while we're turning to uh, in our scriptures here but uh, I'll just break into these messages here of the churches that Jesus was talking to them in uh, Revelation and uh, verse 9 it says I know your works and now this is to the Smyrna congregation and tribulation and poverty but you are rich and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. 
Now, he's talking to the church of God. And he's saying that there are some that say they're Jews, they're converted, they're saints, they're righteous, they're sons of God. But they're not. So we have to be very careful in designating who is and who is not in the church of God is a true believer. And this puts a lot of uh, onus on us to be very careful that we don't misjudge or that we don't reject someone who is true. Now, people have different degrees of conversion and it takes time and uh, a process for them to go through uh, till they grow in grace and in knowledge. And so we have to give time, but somebody that is obviously uh, a tool of the devil We have to recognize that, and we have to be very careful that we don't be deceived. Now, let's go on while we're here in Revelation, uh, the 13th chapter. And um, we'll go to uh, verse 5 and 6, Revelation 13, verse 5 and 6. And um, there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. So this person, this religious person, is bold enough to curse God and blaspheme and uh, to reject God and to... Now this goes on for forty-two months, which is three and a half years. Now, let's go to uh, Revelation, the, uh, uh, well, uh, we'll come back to that later. Let's go back to Daniel 11, and uh, verse 36 and 37, Daniel 11. And the king, this is the king of the north. Now this whole uh, chapter you can read uh, about the battle between the king of the north and the king of the south and some of those uh, uh, Middle Eastern nations that are involved in this and European nations and who is king of the north and who is king of the south. Uh, We're not going to cover that today, but we have in the past. And the king shall do according to his will. And he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god and shall speak marvelous things against the God of gods, and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished, for that that is determined shall be done. Neither shall he regard the gods of his fathers, nor the desire of women, nor regard any god, for he shall magnify himself above all. But in his estate shall he honor the God of forces, And a God whom his fathers knew not shall he honor with gold and silver and with precious stones and pleasant things. And then in the New Testament, we want to go to Thessalonians, to the second Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 3 and 4.
Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So, this king of the north and this European power, and we know and we've talked before about the beast power and the false prophet and the false religious system, but we in the church of God, we have to keep our mind on what's happening in the world. I know uh, it's getting worse and worse and worse, and we're getting uh, really some bad vibes of what's going on in the world, and yet we know that there is a certain amount of time that has to pass, that has to occur. Jesus is not going to come tonight. We know that. We, we have got enough warning in the scriptures to know that at least three and a half years are going to have to go. And uh, when we see two men in Jerusalem uh, prophesying prophets of God that are speaking truth and proclaiming these things that we're hearing now and a lot of other things, abomination of desolation and things that are happening in America and Europe and the world. And it's getting worse and worse and worse, isn't it? Uh, can't critique too much or criticize too much about current events because I, I, I didn't bring my soapbox today. But uh, you know me, how I, it's hard to kind of keep your mouth shut when you see things happening. But uh, we know that a lot of things are going on in the world. And here's a religious leader that is going to sit there and, uh, as it says, in the temple area in Jerusalem, going to overcome that area and say, I'm God. What an audacity. What uh, boldness for somebody to actually proclaim and think that they can become God. Now, I was, uh, I was just listening to the news um, yesterday, and I'm going to say this. I don't know what it has to do with anything, but... Uh, a person was criticizing another person is running for president about building a wall and they, they want to put a wall to keep everybody out. And uh, I thought about this person uh, that was saying that, well, what about that wall and that fence around the White House? And what about all of your armed security guards and all of those? Why don't you just get, get rid of all those for your family's sake and just live like uh, the rest of us do at risk? Uh, but you see they weren't thinking they were criticizing another person for wanting to build a wall to keep people out but they're hypocritical and live behind a wall to keep people out remember the guy that jumped over the fence uh, a month or so ago uh, and uh, there was a big deal about that and who he was and why he was doing it and this person made it all the way into the White House uh, till they captured him and, and caught him. And uh, so, anyway, uh, here's a blasphemer that actually pretends that he is of God and that he is God and that he's a spokesman for God. And yes, he can do false wonders and great miracles and many wonderful things. We have to be careful <clears throat> that we not be deceived. The Bible keeps warning us about that. And uh, so that's enough of that. Now, 
I want to uh, cover a few interim uh, scriptures. I can't go over all of them because uh, we're familiar with uh, so many of these. That um, I want to go to Isaiah, the 52nd chapter. Back, Isaiah 52. And uh, verse 5. Just one verse here. Now therefore... What have I here, saith the Lord, that my people is taken away for nothing? They that rule over them make them to howl, saith the Lord. And my name continually every day is blasphemed. Now, isn't this kind of like a prophecy of current times that... Everyone today is caught up. Seems like not, not everyone in the church of God or uh, people who mean well or who are good. There are some good folks who aren't in the church. We know that. But uh, there are so many that are being affected that are cussing and cursing and swearing and taking the name of God in vain. And even uh, the people that are ruling over Israel, even our rulers, uh, have... Uh, begun to blaspheme against God, against Christianity. Look at opposition around the world to Christianity and to Christians. And we know that just down the road a little bit, we who take the name of Christ, who call ourselves Christian, we're going to suffer opposition and persecution. The government is not going to believe us. They're going to persecute. They're going to just think we're another one of those crackpot religions and... Um, carry out their uh, idea of uh, their, what, what, it, what they think is fair, but is actually opposition and persecution. Now, um, let's go back to uh, the New Testament, to John, the uh, 10th chapter. And I want to read um, several verses here from verse 31 through 38. <clears throat> Excuse my voice. It's a little soft today. Uh, a couple of days ago, I choked over, I was drinking some water and I got to choking and coughing. And uh, I don't know, I think I might have damaged my throat. I hope not. But I was taking a little lozenge before I came up here so it would... Uh, <clears throat> Soften a little bit. So uh, I want to uh, read in John the 10th chapter. We just have a few chapters left here. Uh, this is going to be a rather short message today. Uh, but I think I'm getting my point across. Uh, John the 10th chapter verse 31. Uh, Jesus was saying. Uh, and he was uh, standing against and defending himself for his miracles that he was doing and the opposition and persecution, how he and the Father were, were the same and, and they were equal. And in verse 31, Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of these works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone you not, but for blasphemy. And 
because that you, being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, it is, is it not written in your law? I said, you are gods. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, say ye of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world, you blaspheme because I said, I am the Son of God. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though you believe not me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me, and I in him. So Jesus was telling them, don't just look to me as a human being, but look to me, am I doing what the Father said and does? I said I'm equal with him. I'm the Son of God. He was, he was saying that. He was taking that stand. He believed it. He knew that his ancestry was from God, that he was with God before we, we know uh, he was with him for all eternity back. Now, I know there's a, a strong belief in the Trinity, and we've talked about that before. But we reject that because it's very clear there is a duality of God the Father because there's references to they, and they talk with one another. And uh, Jesus was with God the Father, and their spirit is not a separate being but is their spirit, is their mind and power. So we've talked about that before. And if we need to go into that again sometime in the future about the Trinity, we can do that. But what most of us know and understand uh, the, the truth of the Trinity. And so Jesus was saying that I'm not blaspheming because I claim to be the Son of God. But look at all these miracles and all these works and all the things that I'm saying and doing. Are they not right? Are they not good? Now, he uses this one reference here uh, from Psalm 82 about, uh, is it not written in your law? I said, you are gods. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, well, let's go back to Psalm 82 and look at that just a moment here. Psalm 82. And uh, this is just a, a short psalm of eight verses. You can read through it later. And God is showing that he is judge uh, and that he is going to be the judge of the world, that he is going to send Jesus Christ, who is going to judge. We know that in the future. All judgment is given unto, unto Christ, and he will judge everyone. But uh, we want to go in verse 5. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness, all the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, this is God speaking, you are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High God, of the Most High. Now, the word God in the Hebrew Old Testament can be, and is Elohim. That can be used of magistrates, of judges, of princes. It depends Somebody that God has appointed like the judges and the leaders of Israel, he considered them as Elohim, as gods. Now, uh, Jesus is showing that uh, because God has reference to this scripture and the scripture can't be changed, that 
God has given a lot of authority into men and Jesus was recognizing that and was saying that just because the scripture says you are gods or uh, you cannot say that that is blasphemy because God had addressed them here in the psalm. He said you are gods and all of you are children of the Most High but you shall die like men and fail like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you shall inherit all nations. And the ending of Psalm 82, a prediction of the future when uh, Christ is going to rule all nations as a rod of iron, and we're going to be helping him, and we're going to be supporting him in that uh, rulership. Now, let's go back to uh, Romans, back to the New Testament. I'm just going to leave that for now. Uh, we can talk more about that later. Uh, Romans, the second chapter, and verse uh, 24. Uh, For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you as it is written. So here's a question for every one of us in the church of God. Is our conduct, is our life exemplary of God's dealing in our life? Are we setting a good example for the unconverted, for the rest of the world, for all the Gentiles, for those that are outside the church, for the neighbors, for those inside the church? Are we setting a good example by our life and the way we're living that, uh, yeah, we're godly, we're righteous, we're son of God, or is the name of God blasphemed by our conduct? That is a very serious and a very important question that we have to uh, ask. Now, uh, in the past we've had many messages on the sacred name, on the uh, interpretation and the translation of that name of the interpretation. In other words, what is that name of God? What does it mean? Well, I've written down a few here. We have eternal, everlasting Lord, Messiah, Christ, Jesus, uh, Father, Almighty, Majesty. Uh, we can go on and list several other names. Breakdown of God as the Old Testament God who is comprised of Jesus and the Father. And we know that uh, ultimately we're going to be included in that family. We're going to be uh, sons and daughters. We are now, but we're going to be uh, eternal and everlasting as he is eternal and everlasting. Now, translation. Let me talk about this just a minute here. If I were Chinese or Japanese, or another language. And I used, and, and I assume there's language Bibles in some of those languages. I wouldn't have to come back and translate or say the English word for God or Jesus or the Father. I would say it in that language. I would read it in that language, right? If I spoke Hebrew, I would use the Hebrew pronunciation, the Hebrew Bible. I would talk Hebrew. If I... If I said uh, Greek, 
then I would use the Greek form of pronunciation. Why then, if I speak English, do I have to say in Chinese the name of Jesus? I don't know what it is. Does anybody know what Jesus is in Russian or Chinese or Japanese? Uh, Jesus Christos in the Spanish. We know that, right? And if I were speaking Spanish, I would talk about Jesus Christos, Jesus Christ. I wouldn't have to say Jesus Christ. I wouldn't have to break over into English. So, uh, if you want some more information about the sacred names and the pronunciation, you can look in our Constitution. We've got that addressed in the Tulsa Church of God Constitution and Bylaws, where we address this uh, tetragrammaton. Uh, Just briefly here, because I have a little bit of time, we know before my voice gives out, we know in the Hebrew language, we have the consonants, but there were no vowels. So no one can tell us exactly and for sure how to pronounce those four vowels of those four consonants, Y-H-V-H, or if it's J-H-V-H, if it's Yahweh, Yahweh-hu, Yahuwah, uh, Jehovah, uh, Jivah, uh, Yahoo, we don't know how it is pronounced exactly. But we do know that person was not the father. But we know that, like my son John has my father's name John, and he has his father's name John, and John goes back a long time. The farmers are familiar with John's. And uh, Steve named one of uh, their sons a good son, good Bible name of John and James. Uh, Steve, do all of your sons have Bible names? David, Matthew, Michael, John, Joe. Joey, James. Uh, I don't know about the girls. Uh, Amanda, Evelyn, Margaret, yes. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, Steve can answer that later. He can, he can address that uh, later. But when we are uh, expounding and reading uh, from the Bible, whatever language we're reading or talking about, that's the language that we're familiar with. So if I say the Father, or I say Jesus Christ, you understand who and what I'm, who I'm talking about. If I try to convince you of the Japanese pronunciation, you're going to balk at that. If I try to convince you the Chinese, you're going to balk at that. Or the Polynesian or the Indonesian, you're going to balk at that. If I say the Hebrew or Greek, well, that's more acceptable to some. But uh, we don't demand or insist or require a person to either say that name or not say that name. We can, we can cover that uh, later on the uh, uh, sacred name. Now, I want to conclude here with uh, Ezekiel, the 20th chapter. And um, 
I want to begin reading here in verse 27 through 44. This is a, a long reading, I know, but uh, because of several things here that uh, expounds and answers within the context, uh, I want to begin here in verse 27 of uh, Ezekiel 20. Therefore, son of man, speak unto the house of Israel, and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Yet in this your fathers have blasphemed me, in that they have committed a trespass against me. For when I had brought them into the land, for which I lifted up my hand to give it to them, then they saw every high hill and all the thick trees, and they offered their sacrifices there. And there they presented the provocation of their offering. There also they made their sweet savior and poured out their their drink offerings. Then I said unto them, What is the high place wherewith you go? And the name thereof is called Bama unto this day. Wherefore, say unto the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, Are you polluted after the manner of your fathers, and commit you whoredoms after their abominations? For when you offer your gifts, when you make your sons to pass through the fire, you pollute yourselves with all your idols, even unto this day. And shall I be inquired of by you, O house of Israel? As I live, says the Lord God, I will not be inquired of by you. And that which cometh unto your mind shall not be at all that you say. We will be as the heathen, as the families of the countries, to serve wood and stone. As I live, says the Lord God, surely with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out will I rule over you. And I will bring you out from the people and will gather you out of the countries wherewith you are scattered with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out. And I will bring you into the wilderness of the people, and there will I plead with you face to face. Like as I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt, so will I plead with you, says the Lord God. And I will cause you to pass under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of a covenant, and I will purge out from among you the rebels and them that transgress against me. I will bring them forth out of the country where they sojourn, and they shall not enter into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord. As for you, O house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, Go ye, serve ye every one his idols, and hereafter also if you will not hearken unto me, but pollute you my holy name no more with your gifts and with your idols. For in my holy mountain, in the mountain of the height of Israel, says the Lord God, there shall all the house of Israel, all of them in the land, serve me. Therefore will I accept them, and there will I require your offerings and the firstfruits of your oblations with all your holy things. I will accept you, with your sweet savor, 
when I bring you out from among the people and gather you out of the countries wherein you have been scattered. And I will be sanctified in you before the heathen. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I shall bring you into the land of Israel, into the country for which I lifted up my hand to give it to your fathers. And there shall you remember your ways and all your doings wherein you have been defiled. And you shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for all your evils that you have committed. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I have wrought with you for my name's sake, not according to your wicked ways, nor according to your corrupt doings, O ye house of Israel, saith the Lord God. And there's more. I just want to say that uh, in closing, we know the world is not a believer in Israel. And they think Israel is, are the Jews there in Judah and that little nation over there in the Middle East called Israel that is actually identified as Judah. But we can have confidence and we can know for sure that one day God, Jesus Christ, the Son, the Father, are going to be ruling and reigning on this earth. And we're going to be helping them. And we're not going to be committing idolatry. And we're not going to be committing blasphemies. And we're not going to be committing uh, sins against God. We're going to be serving him and helping the rest of the world to come and to serve God. So uh, we have that uh, encouragement to know. So in closing here, I want to say this. Be true to God. Honor his name. Honor his word, his deeds, his work in us through Christ. So brethren, let's not blaspheme.